0: You know, We're live. We're live. We're live. We're a little late. We are late. We are late. Yeah, do better
1: You know, some sometimes
0: Mondays just don't go the way you want them to go. They, they don't. They, they don't. They don't. But what can uh, you do? What can you do? Got to make up for it. Just keep it. Just keep it moving. Just keep it moving. That's it. You got to just keep it moving because. If not, you know, then the rest of the weekend's up behind. So you just gotta catch up and keep it moving. That's it. That's good. it. All right. Well, we got an interesting, um, interesting topic. You know what? I think we're gonna try to make sure that we don't go to 30 minutes today, right? Is that is that a good goal? Yes. Try to keep it short and sweet, condense, uh, and give people give people some good value, some good information, get, get in and, in and get out, out like a robbery. Get in and get out. I like it. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, um, would you would you like me to go ahead and introduce today's uh, topic? Sure, please do. All right. So the topic for today, and actually, what what did we title this today's topic? What do we
1: what do we so? Titled? The title of the topic is King Akkad. Oh no, no, no. Who who is King Akkad? yeah who was King of God? Exactly. Yeah, who who, who, who was, was king cod and then we talked about how how in the, the description king cod was the richest man in babylon and then we talked exactly. about he shares so, his secrets
0: exactly his, his cross, the secrets. exactly so there is a um, so we'll, we'll go ahead and jump into the story so um, for those of you who have not heard of the book that's called the richest man in babylon um, it's a, it's a classic book um, it was written in 1926, and it was written by a guy by the name of George Samuel Cl- uh, Clayson Clason. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe I'm not messing up his his last name, um, but it's a, a book of fables, and basically it's a book of four thousand fables that, that tells the story of the riches of Babylon. And basically, as the story goes, as he starts off, he says that the king of Babylon asked his royal chancellor why so few many men in, in, in Babylon had not acquired all of the gold in, in Babylon. Like, it was the, the gold of Babylon was only in the hands of a few, but not in the hands of many. Uh, how do we get it? How do we get the gold? Yeah, how do we get the gold, right? So yeah. the chancellor basically said, well, those who understand how to acquire riches have been able to acquire it and we can't punish them uh, from being able for being successful, right? So the king then says, "Okay, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to summon the richest man in Babylon, who was who was a and he said, i 'I'm going to have a who's the richest man in Babylon, t- teach 100 people on how to become wealthy, and to see if you know if, if by teaching these 100 people how to become wealthy, they would then be able to amass some of the gold, the wealth of Babylon.' And so then a came up with seven. Principles, basically, which they called at that time seven cures for a lean purse. So basically, and, and you know, you know, it's funny that that they that they call it a lean purse, uh, sterile, because right now everybody's talking about you know acquire the bag, make sure you have the bag, keep the bag. So it, it kind of leads right. back to the purse, right? right. 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 To the, bag. the bag, yeah, 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 yeah. Secure the bag, secure the bag. So we're all trying to secure yeah. the bag. So in this case, the cod is trying to teach everyone on how to secure the purse. And he has seven seven principles or seven cures that he lives by. And so we just kind of wanted to, to go through those because we, we liked the book, we thought the concept was, was, um, was very interesting, being that it's almost 100 years old now. And it's still relevant, some of these same concepts, although very simplistic, the, the concept is still relative today. What do you think? Simon?
1: Yeah, they are. They're really relative. And it's amazing. that something that came out a hundred years ago or more. I think it was uh, B.C. It's still relevant today. And um, Tony Robbins is a big fan of this book. He he actually recommends it in some of his um, his consulting at big conferences and that kind of thing about the secrets to to wealth. So we're going to jump right into it and get started before uh, before the day gets too crazy on us. So let's go into and oh, and just just hello to Misty. Mr. Yeah. Don. we see you in place. Thanks for saying hi and for everyone else that's online, if you don't mind, just uh, drop us a, a note, say hello um, and tell us what you're doing today. we We love, love like to give you a shout out. okay.
0: Absolutely. So here we go. First one, Steven. So the first one is start thy purse to fattening. I love that. Start thy purse to fattening. So um, this principle um, is very simplistic from the standpoint that um, the concept here is that essentially you you want to save um, save your money first. Right. Um, And one of the things that they referred back to in the book is they said that um, every person should should save one coin to every ten coins that they earn. And so we think about that now and you you think about tithing. Right. When we talk about tithing and churches always uh, say 10 percent and give it to the church but also save 10% for yourself. So they said to save one coin for every 10 coin that you own, you earn or basically save save your money first. Um, and so, you know, interesting thing that, that concept that you came up with or that you discovered and you practice all the time is the profit first model. How did you want to tell, talk a little bit about how the profit first model kind of ties into this? this, this Pay yourself
1: first as well. Yeah. Yeah. So profit first is one of those great uh, business success success books. Um, If you haven't picked it up, definitely would highly recommend it. Um, Basically, in a nutshell, what? And I think the guy's name is um, Malcolm Malcolm Wicks or something, a really complicated name. But anyway, basically what he's what he's saying is, is that what you want to do is you want to pay yourself first before you pay anything else. Um, you take your 10% and you put it into a completely separate account. And that money is going to, is going to be taken out regardless. And then you figure out how to run your business. You figure out how to control your expenses. You figure out how to, how to pay your, your wages with that 90% that's left over. But by doing that, it forces you to look at things a little bit differently. You're always going to be profitable because you always take your 10% out first, which is really kind of ingenious and it's a completely different reverse it's like reverse thinking. Is typically we try to do as, as much as we can so we can have some net profit in the end. But no, we're we want to put profit away first. We want to put that money in the bank
0: and the savings account first. So that's what that's all about. Love it, I love okay. it, and that's something that you exercise obviously in your personal life and your business life as well. So uh, shout out to Richard Thomas that jumped in. Uh, shout out to to uh, LU uh, Contingent. We love you guys.
1: Good deal. Good deal. So number two, control die expenditures. So really simple concept, right? So when we talk about the simplicity of, of, of growing rich and, and making money, you can't, if you spend as much, if you're spending every single dollar that you have, as soon as it comes in, you spend it, then you're not going to amass wealth. The only way you amass wealth is if you save and if, and if you're, you're, you're putting that money away. So, really, really simple concept. You have to watch your, your expenses. You can't spend everything that you get. You You, can, you, you really want to live. And I think what we talked about in one of our previous podcasts is uh, about 60% of your income is what you want to live off of. And the rest of it you should be using
0: for saving, investing, and that sort of thing. Right, Stephen? That's right. That's right. And, and one of the concepts that the book mentions is that um, one person's needs is another person's desires, which is an interesting concept. And they also talk about the fact that as your income increases, you, so do your needs. They tend to increase with your income. So when you were um, making $50,000 a year, which is a great income, and you were living in a 2,000 square foot home, when you're making $500,000 a year, oh, sorry, and sorry, and that 2,000 square foot home was a neat was a necessity at that point. But all of a sudden, when you make $500,000 a year, now your need is for a 10,000 square foot home or whatever the case may be. And that the the need that equates to the income is only a psychological need, right? It's not a real need. You know, the num- the number of people that you have in your household, et cetera, hasn't changed. So why do you now need a bigger house? So um, trying to make sure that your needs and your desires uh, stay in line. Um, not, not depending on, not depicting upon how much you make.
1: Good stuff. Good stuff. A couple of shout outs to see Sean Gutierrez on here. Thanks, Sean, for uh, shouting out to us. We appreciate hey, that. Up, Sean? Move on. I know we promised you guys a short, short one and we're only on number two. So I'm gonna go ahead and push through here's number three. Stephen.
0: Make thy gold multiply. So this is the whole concept of just basically saying you got to make your money work for you. Um, I have a a, a friend of mine um, that, uh, well, actually my trainer, the the physical trainer that I'm with, he has another client who's heavily into investments, um, doing really well in the stock market. And basically he made the point of just saying, all you have to do is give me one, if you attain enough mass, if you get a million dollars in in cash available, give that million dollars to me and I'll show you how to make... 150 to 250 50,000 dollars annually off of that million dollars. So basically making your money multiply. And basically said if 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 I show you how to do to do this, you basically will be able to live off of the interest on the interest or the returns on your money and never have to touch that million dollars. You just live off of the interest and the money. So basically concept is this is just you know being smart and making your money work for you. We like to call that concept making money while you're you're asleep, right? Right. <laughs> right? You gotta make it while you sleep. You gotta make it while you sleep. Good, good, good thing. I mean, that's really
1: at the end of the day, it's all about just making it multiply, figuring out how we can take how how we can make our money work for us. So spot on, Steve, spot on. And number four, guard thy treasures from loss. Um, I think one of the biggest things, I think one of our lessons learned, Steve, and we'll, we won't go into details,
0: but we, uh, I'm the same page you're on, sir. So I would love to love to go into detail. We,
1: guess we should. We, uh, we have, you know, we, we've made a lot of mistakes. We've, we've had a lot of wins, but there is one mistake we, we made by uh, deciding to invest in a business based on someone that we knew personally. And we thought that we could trust and we thought that, um, they had a proven um, um, model that seemed to be uh, re- re- reproducible. I guess the word is. Anyway, long story short, um, we didn't do the due diligence. I remember what what happened, um, Steve. I think we we took our, took the the contract, the investor agreement to our attorney, and he just said, you know what, I really don't think you guys should 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 do this. Yeah, and we were so excited about the potential. And we thought that we could trust this guy and we invested in it anyway. And so that was one of, one of the hard lessons for us. I think we decided after that we're no longer
0: going to invest in anybody else. We're going to invest in ourselves. Uh, right, Steve? That's absolutely true. And, you know, so, and, and so Sterling brought up one point of it, of, of the guard your treasures from loss. So one part is that you have to look at the character of the people that you invest in. Um, so that's definitely really important, but you also have to make sure that the person that you invest in has a knowledge of the business and understands what kind of business they, that they're, uh, that you're investing into, right? If somebody comes to you and has this great idea about opening up a restaurant, but they've never, they're not a chef, they've never worked at a restaurant before, they never, right. but they just think they've got this great idea. It's probably not the right person to invest in. Um, and along along with that is making sure that that person's character, because obviously you're not going to be there in the business every day. So you can't guard every dollar dime nickel that goes through the business. You're depending on them to tell you whether or not the company is making money or not. So it's really important to have have someone there that you can trust.
1: So true. So true. Okay. Lesson number five.
0: Is it on me? Are or you, or you Steve? I think I'll, I'll take it. No problem. You got- uh make of thy dwelling uh, sorry make of that a of dwelling a profitable investment so um you know again we, we spoke on this uh, at one of our in one of our other product podcasts Dylan spoke on this uh he's passionate about real estate i mean real estate um is by far one of the highest revenue generating income vehicles for millionaires across um, across North America, across the world. Right. Real estate has to be a part of your investment um, portfolio. And that means that you should be owning instead of renting. The concept of owning instead of renting means that you're, you're, you are, um, your asset is appreciating and you're gaining value in that asset as opposed to a depreciating asset. If you're renting, you're basically throwing away money. Um, that's not to say that everybody that's renting should burn out and jump and buy a house right now. Of course, you got to save and get your credit right and do all of those all of those things. But when you can, invest in a, an appreciating asset um, and try to go from there. So, and I remember listening to uh, Jay Z, who's, who's a you know big fan of Jay Z. What can I say? That's that's my era, right? Oh. Um, and he t- and he talks about giving free game out, and several of his his lyrics talks about it. But one of them was that he invested in a uh, a painting, right? So paintings have value too. That's in right. a painting now that is worth X times what it was worth. And if he had known better, he would have bought more, bought more investment. That's, that's, that's really an spot, spot on, spot on. I can I barely can hear. It. There's yeah.
1: someone out there cutting. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. <just the> last <laughs> year, I side. Side. I'm like, I can barely even hear what I'm what my, myself think. Okay. So moving on. Great, great points to your great points. And, and I, and I agree with you, you know, I feel like real estate is king and we need to invest in real estate first. That's the first way to the first step to wealth, um, to, to, to building wealth. Okay. So the next one is ensure a future income. So That's as right. we start talking about um, growing businesses, making money, all that kind of good stuff, we have to make sure that we are ready. We almost always want to think about an exit strategy as you're going into anything that you're thinking about. You want to make sure you have some money on the back, money set up for later, maybe an arrangement or a situation that is going to keep you with income coming in just in case the situation that you're in doesn't, doesn't work
0: for you. So you want to ensure
1: that future income. And so I think, you know, um, Investing into your, in your retirement, investing in your 401k, investing in stocks because you know 30 years from now you'll be able to pull that money out and that will be your, your retirement portfolio portfolio that will allow you the income that you need. So very, very spot on. And I uh, just want to send a shout out to uh, State Representative Ron Reynolds who's on the, on the line. I just want to say hello. He's doing so much for our community. And we truly appreciate what you do each and every day. So thanks for jumping on, Ron. We appreciate you. And uh, just thanks, Nikki Cooper and Tarsha Johnson, Sean Taylor, Sonia Westmoreland, uh, John Caldwell, uh, DJ B. Love, uh, Richard Thomas, and and many more that are on with us. So I just want to say hello to you guys. Um, But Steve, continuing on, did you want to say anything else about Ensure Future Income?
0: Um, yeah sterling you the, the one last thing that i wanted to uh to implore upon, upon everyone especially those that um, are in our area if you will we talked about that earlier is that um, invest invest invest, as sterling already mentioned but additionally you need to have a life insurance plan the, a, a good strong life insurance plan and, and and i think that for years our community has has felt like life insurance is just a gimmick and you know, there's no value in it. And, and to be honest, we have been taken advantage of in our community because of not knowing the ins and outs of life insurance. So I've, I've heard of of, of of big mama and big papa who pay years and years and years into an insurance plan only to be denied that insurance coverage when unfortunately they passed away because of some small little inkling of a misspelled word or I not dotted T not cross. That being said, being educated about life insurance so that if you pass away, you have a million dollar policy, a two million dollar policy, whatever the case may be, you're now setting up the next generation for success.
1: Good points, good points. OK, and our last lesson of the day, increase thy ability to earn, increase thy ability to, to earn. And, and, and we're really, really big on this. Because and it's one of the reasons why we do motivational Mondays, because if you want to earn more money, you, you need to learn. You know, it's all about learning more. It's, it's all about improving your skill set. It's all about figuring out a way to amass more money and amass more wealth. And we do that by by uh, building our minds and, um, and and figuring out how to work smarter, not harder. And so increasing that ability to earn is really just working on your skill set, working on your craft, becoming a master um, of what you love. Uh, So that's that to me, that's it in a nutshell. See what what do you what anything else you wanted to add on that?
0: Absolutely. I mean, today in today's times, technology is changing so frequently. Things are moving at such a rapid pace. Um, You know, you have to continuously be learning, um, trying to create uh, for yourself a new skill set, uh, a new asset personally that you can provide. Um, like, because again, your personal assets will equal your income. So the more valuable you are to uh, to your employer, to your company, um, the more income that you can generate. So you have to continue to learn, 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 and never stop learning. And there's so many vehicles to do that now with the internet and podcasts and YouTube and blah, 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 blah. There's just like, No, no excuses. In fact, um, I I was online just a little bit earlier and um, and I saw a a link about Harvard University now has uh, free online courses that you can take. Um, And there are a number of universities such as as Harvard that are just offering out a lot of pro bono free items just to kind of give back and you wouldn't know. But Definitely Harvard University has some free classes. There are other universities that have free classes. You can take them online in your leisure. Just continue to improve and and get better.
1: I agree. I agree. There's so much free content out there, free, valuable lessons. And and Stephen, you mentioned YouTube. That's a really, really big one because you can literally just go on to YouTube and learn almost anything. It's just right Uh, there. Of course, Google, you can Google anything. It's going to pull up almost any answer that you need and, with, and and a variety of different ways to to, to, to fix whatever problem that you have. So um, take advantage of, of this, this this world and this technology where where um, information is just right there on your at your fingertips. So excellent. excellent, Steve. What do you think about our discussion today? as we come to a close, you want to take us home?
0: yeah so i mean uh, i just want to to let you guys know that we continue to want to share information that we come across um we definitely are still learning and applying a lot of these same principles uh that you guys are are um you know seeing the reading we're we're learning and and applying them ourselves but we all just want to get better and learn and improve and so let's let's all let's all elevate together right sir
1: that's all about elevation Let's elevate. So until next week, you guys make it a great week. Um, we hope you, you found some things to, to motivate you a little bit. And uh, we'll see you next time. Take care.